Welcome to Designing Happiness, Secrets from the Queen of Construction, the podcast to empower and educate homeowners on how to best deliver your extension or refurbishment to make sure the end result is perfect for your lifestyle, personality and taste. This month we are talking about the magical process of fixing snag damage and general wear and tear in your home, making your project finish perfect. Introductions first. I'm Abigail Hall, a building design expert with a nickname, the Queen of Construction. For the last decade and a half, I've been working with private homeowners and super prime developers, advising them how to best deliver very high end and complex new builds, extensions, as well as undertaking historic renovations. Now, admittedly, these often had some pretty hefty budgets, but I've also undertaken a fair number of my own renovation projects with much, much smaller and restricted budgets. Over time, I've learned how to use design to enhance genuine happiness in your home. And I want to share with you my knowledge, contacts, and a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. So if you're a homeowner and you want to hear from people who share your vision for a happy home, who will help educate you on how to create an environment that's suited to how you want to live and empower you to be bolder with choices and feel informed rather than persuaded, well, Designing Happiness is the podcast for you. Each month, we talk to a different expert about their product or service so we can learn the technical jargon, the easy mistakes to avoid, and how to get the project we want on time and in budget. And this month, we've got Luke Evans of Form and Snags. Now, this is a phenomenal growing business. We're we're reaching him as he's just really making waves in the industry. He's currently got a team of three technicians, but that's absolutely growing. He's covering the Midlands and the Southeast. He works with homeowners. He works with industry designers, interior designers and developers. He solves problems with interior finishes. I'm talking here about architectural finishes, timber flooring, your stone vanity, your ceramic basin. Look, the fact is, in doing projects, sometimes these things get damaged. The fact is, in life, sometimes these things get damaged. And he has got the company, the skill set, the know-how to fix them for you, to make them as good as new. And if he can't do it because it's outside of his field, he's got an associated professional who he can refer you to. Stick to what you're good at is his motto. So I'm super excited, Luke. Welcome (laughs) to the Designing Happiness Podcast. Hi. Hi, Abby. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to follow that intro, to be fair. So I really appreciate that. (laughs) No pressure. But I have <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah, no pressure on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't I've I've said it in my words. Why don't in your words you share with me the, the main problem that your your product that your service solves? So I think the best way to um describe our services is effectively you've got to think of it as you know, have I damaged have I got a damaged surface within my property? um whereas you know if, if you if you damage have i damaged my sink recently have i damaged my worktop recently yeah. uh do you know anybody that's damaged or caused any other damages to any solid surfaces in in your house well we offer a solution to that problem so if you've chipped it you've scratched it uh the, the paint's worn off of it etc etc we can come in and pretty much turn it and renovate it back to almost as good as new so it saves you ripping out the ripping out whatever it is you've damaged, replacing it, getting all different trades in to do it. We are one company, one service, one cost. 
and of course we're also environmentally friendly. And that's such a big part. And I didn't mention that in my intro, the sustainability element. It really hacks me off when I see properties. I live in central London and all the time I'm nosy as you like. So if there's some building work going on, believe me, I'm looking through the hoarding. I'm seeing, trying to keep, sneak a peek of what's going on. The I'm amount so of time. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably on a, a watch list with the uh, Metropolitan Police. <laughs> but if anyone's if anyone's listening, it's purely from a construction perspective. <laughs> and I see materials which I can see are, are genuinely completely sound, ripped out, chucked onto a driveway, into a skip. And, and it's because instead of someone saying there is a solution to repair this, They've just gone through the process of ripping it out. And nine times out of 10, if it is, if it's a sink in a kitchen, if it's a hearth with a fireplace, you're not just ripping out the hearth or the sink, the surrounding stone, the upstand, the fireplace itself. The flooring is getting damaged around it. And it's it's just going into landfill. And we work in construction globally, 15% of landfill comes from the construction industry so any yep. little thing that we can do to solve that yeah let alone let's talk about the cost of it as well you're saving all that money of not yep. ripping out those extra materials yeah so yeah definitely i mean obviously yep. there's no way that i was not going to talk to you i'm clearly so passionate about <laughs> um but look we always start with a, a little funny story so you know a little fail so have you ever had an epic fail in your business no, I'm perfect. I am. No, I was, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, course, course I have. Um, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. Um, I, I suppose we've, I mean, yeah, we, we have, don't get me wrong, there is there is repairs that do fail from time to time. Um, you know, just out, out of our control. <clears throat> so we just go back and rectify them. But I thought there was one one incident which, kind of was in my control but just not thinking about it correctly and it was uh Luke this is a safe space you can just say it <laughs> yeah. our listeners are very understanding yeah so it was, it was um I was uh tasked to go and visit a quite a plush development uh on the Thames a few years I would say a few years ago what was it about yeah about 10 years ago now and um I was a technician at the time working within the trade and the business that I'm in now and uh I've working in the show flat. Obviously, it's all been fully furnished because the show flat, plush carpets. I mean, super I mean, fancy, right? I'm I'm imagining uh, this isn't a two hundred grand flat. No, no. I, 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 if I could remember correctly, I think it was two point eight million. This show flat was, and it was only a modest free bed. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, bargain. well on value. Yeah, well on value. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's, it's all open planned in the living room yeah. and all that. Yeah. And we were tasked. I was tasked to go in there and carry out some repairs to the UP. Believe it or not, two point eight million pound flat and UPVC windows. Yeah, in there. So, that's, so for those of us who haven't got the terms, that's kind of that plastic molded window. Yeah, yeah, you'd expect to at least see alley or even professional wood finished frames, but no, these were UPVC plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and they just had little chips and snags to them, scratches and whatnot, which. Uh, basically it's our bread and butter it's just easy repairs it's simple repairs and um i was going around i'm I'd, i had my dust sheet out and everything i had all my stuff on my dust sheet because i think the carpet alone was worth five grand just for one square area that we were looking working in 
Um, and it was one of them where you could literally felt like he was walking on sponge yeah, and yeah. plush, very plush. And uh, <clears throat> so everything, I had all my protection out and whatnot. And it was quite a deep bay windowsill as well. So I had to lean across and everything. And I was using um, using a product, uh, a, a tool, which we call in the industry uh, a gas or hot melt pen. Mm. And effectively, with UPVC, you don't... Mm. All, all our companies out there teach you that yeah two two pack everything two pack everything two pack everything with upvc you don't have to two pack it because you can buy pacific hot waxes that are color matched to the frame and melt in and just polish up so the the repair is pretty much invisible it's you know you can barely see it so i've got this heating iron and i'm melting in the wax away and before i did that i had a rag which um to clean most surfaces down in the industry we we are given two products and that's anti-static degreaser or thinners standard straight thinners which you can buy from any day or shop basically and um so i had these thinners on our rags and i'd clean the, the frame off and everything and to clean off the hot wax of the pen you use a rag to clean it off and i've generally got a dry rag and i've obviously got a cleaner rag and i've put the both rags next to each other not knowing um, not remembering which one's the dry rag or the wet one because i was also wearing gloves as part of the site specification yeah um so i didn't feel that it was damp or anything like that and then i've picked up the rags with the thinners and then i've gone obviously to wipe away the gas pen melted wax on the the tip of the needle and in doing so spontaneously combusted my rag and in an absolute blind panic i then oh no that's not touching me i dashed it across the room <laughs> it then landed on the carpet um obviously the carpet kind of just combusted as well yeah. in that middle of the room um so i'm there frantically patting it out um obviously i've got no water available so i can't douse it out so i'm just using my feet looking you know doing a cotton eye dance on the carpet floor <laughs> um <laughs> and then when i've got got to the i've put it out i've noticed my rag's still on it's still like smoldering oh, God. and so then i've picked it up again and because there was that much thinners on it it combusted again oh my god and then it's, i it's i then so... panicked again oh my god Absolute, i then panicked again and i just dashed it again and i it then went over to um i think they were three and a half grand velvet curtains oh and one side of the curtains went up in flames <laughs> and uh by that time the site agent obviously was smelling something from down the down the corridor uh came running in and yeah it was uh absolute chaos and it, i think it was safe to say that the site agent didn't want me back there again you weren't, uh, you weren't invited back that's a surprise no surprisingly enough that. no no, but he still signed off my work that I did, though, which well, was, you know... Went, so so the, the UPVC fix was done beautifully, just at the cost <laughs> yeah, of the carpet. Yeah. The that was the cost, yeah, yeah. L <laughs> luckily, see, the company has employers, your liability and yeah. public liability. So, yeah, absolutely I mean, mental. We were, laugh we were laughing about that because oh, it ultimately was okay. That is... What, <laughs> it, but it does remind you, actually, you are a technician, you are a professional... These materials, I, I talk to people about it all the time. These materials are dangerous. And people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can buy it on Amazon and there's a YouTube video how to use it. Yeah, and it's like, nice. babe, it's, you know, I wouldn't be in that. They're also, and I'm just going to wear my construction hat for a minute, because if I was a site manager or if I was a project director there, I'd be talking to, especially for those curtains, why there isn't flame retardant material. You should have, you shouldn't have had that flame spreader 
is absolutely that means that the right the flame stops it spreading yeah kind of yeah in the name yeah. Yeah. should be on all commercial curtains like that so uh yeah. little i would have been there going well, i think you'll find i think you'll find an interior designer might have a little bit of a phone call to say excuse yeah, me I'd, yeah I'd, i don't i don't think they use the same carpet or the curtains throughout i think that was just purely on the show fat places i think i think yeah. it was as well and you know what i don't think when you've set a pair of curtains um on fire <laughs> you can really tell off the, the maker of the curtains to say oh no, yeah you can flame proof them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How dare you put these up? Yeah, <laughs> trying but, to get out of it. Yeah, I, th- I think I cost so, about. I think it was about ten grand's worth of damage happened, he, and that's in, in a couple of hours, literally. The reality of it, isn't yeah, it? Mental, mental. So yeah. quickly, that much damage can be done. So uh, thank you for sharing that. It gave us all a bit of a laugh, and <laughs> I don't think any of us. I wasn't were laughing at the time in our home ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I stay outside in the shed. That, well, actually, to, to be fair, when I'm training up my technicians, that is uh, one of the uh, do not do's exactly. on my list from personal experience. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> absolutely right. And it goes to show what we were talking about there. You were wearing the gloves because that's on, on most building sites, five points of PPE. We all know what since COVID, we all know what PPE means. Yeah. Gloves being one of them. But actually, sometimes that tactile feel is important. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Anyway. Look, that we are really getting technical now. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. So, I'm I'm renovating, um, or uh, I'm going to extend my home. And the fact is, in the process of doing that, some damage has occurred. It's accidental. <clears throat> no one is coming in to fix it, so I need to I need to get someone in to sort these things out. What are the three most important aspects I need to consider? So, first thing. Um obviously to consider our services is can it be repaired to elaborate on that can it be repaired in the sense of um how how severe is the damage so to speak um so, so for, like, for example like a, a chip in a sink versus it's split in half and shattered into a thousand pieces on the floor yeah 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 basically yeah and um, yeah yeah but no but it's it's uh you know it's it's you know on that scale mm. do you know what i mean so yeah can, can it be repaired um sometimes we'll get customers that you know they they know in their head they know in their mind or in their heart that they, it can be repaired but they still want to speak to somebody to see if it can be repaired sure and they, that's um, the case of sending you a photo yeah 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 without a doubt yeah um i mean if, if it if the damage comes across to us in a photo and it's like do you know what it will actually be more beneficial for you to replace that item um then we will tell you to do that we, we're not just one of them companies that go oh yeah we can repair that for you knowing full well that it might actually work out cheaper to replace in that instance yeah so you, you, again i keep using this <coughs> as an example but you've got your kind of uh actually a basin in a bathroom a standalone basin from wix that cost 50 quid yeah that's got a massive crack all the way along and a lump missing from it for 50 yeah. quid because it's standalone it might be better to just replace it it's beneficial to replace it yeah yeah whereas if something's integrated or the chip is small or yeah it's antique or vintage or whatever it might be yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah and then that that then brings into the the um, the equation the the second quite the second point um of is it cheaper option to get it repaired or is it cheaper alternative to get it replaced um so that'll be key uh, number point number two right yeah yeah. um and then you got to think about if you if if it would be cheaper to replace it how long would it take to replace that Mm. how many 
tra- the item might be cheaper to replace, but then you've got to think then the knock-on effect of having that item replaced. Like if you say, if you take for instance the the pedestal basin that you, mm. I mean you you've still got a <clears throat> excuse me you still got you if you if you're not a plumber yourself or you're not really clued up on that you've still got to pay for a plumber to come in fit that new basin and the pedestal and replumb it in yeah and that might then drive the cost up of your 50 pound wix sink and then it might then work out cheaper to then just get it repaired yeah obviously if the damage is beyond repair for us we will tell you anyway just to get it replaced but if it is just a small chip or something like that then it might be beneficial to get us to come in to get it repaired because then you've got your waiting times you got your Let's, let's take wicks out of the equation, which you know full well you can go down and just get the sink today, uh, depending on what sink you have, etc. Yeah. Um, but if it's a really high-end sink that you've got from a really expensive interior bathroom design company, yeah. that that it might be shipped in from Italy and it might take another few months to actually get that sink back in. And then you got to think about uh, what costs are that company adding on top of that sink to get that to you in the first place? Yeah. Then you got to try and book in the trades to get that sorted out. So it's all a knock-on effect. Yeah, it's uh, it's never quite it's never quite as simple as you think in the first no, instance. No. And one thing I've experienced over and over again, again, almost parking the sustainability issue that we started talking about at the beginning as well. You think you bought the product? Let's say you bought it. I don't know six months previous so it's it's all happened relatively recently you think oh i'm going to be able to buy exactly like for like it'll arrive bish bash bosh the turnover and the change in stock that exists with all kinds of companies all the way from your mass your b&q your wix all the way through to your very very high-end design i brought in a replacement uh basin for a bathroom surface mounted so theoretically it was a lift off and put back on uh simple as that Bought it from the same place. The size of the plug hole and the the fixing underneath had actually changed. So they'd start having a dropped. I said, I'm explaining it visually while I'm talking to Luke here. It's not making sense on podcast. <laughs> uh, previously, it had a completely flat bottom to the uh, basin. The new one that came had this dropped area. It's all, it must have leaked around where the sinkhole was. So they brought made the ceramic go a bit lower. Well, that mean meant that the stone surface that this the basin was sitting on the hole was the wrong size yeah, i then had to have a company come in and recut the hole but it was an identical basin yeah. that was yeah. replaced so honestly you think oh it's super easy it never is no. it's always a bit more complicated uh, and even as an industry professional i didn't even think to check that because i was like well it's the same it's like for like yeah 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 so that's yeah. really and then cool. obviously you got to think of some materials as well they could which we're finding quite common uh oh no so we haven't got them in stock and what it discontinued yeah yeah and then exactly, <laughs> exactly so so i love that we i talked over you loads so i'm going to read it can it be repaired number one is there a cheaper option or alternative number two number three how long will it take to replace that damaged surface as opposed to getting it repaired that's absolutely brilliant to think about correct um and yeah. what i love as well is in that i can hear that that conversation could be had with you that you're, yeah, yeah, photos, yeah. you're having the conversation and you're giving a nice answer. Yeah. Um, talking about having conversations and honest answers, what's the best piece of advice for budgeting around using uh, your service? Um, I, obviously, I'm biased because uh, of my company and everything. But uh, don't don't get me wrong. There's there's quite there's quite a few of us out there um, 
you you generally find uh, the smaller companies tend to look after you a bit more. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the same. It's the same for anything, really. I mean, I, I'd revise. I'd advise doing your research, um, finding out whether obviously the you know the main staple one have they got good reviews and everything. But the thing, what I'd suggest is though you can't you can't find our trade on Checker Trade or any of your generic sites because them sites don't cater for our industry. Yeah. You don't um, fit into a category, do you? No, you're no, not a plumber. I mean, you're not an electrician. No, literally, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, literally, we are. We are. Even though the industry's been going about for 50, 60 years, we're still very, very niche. Um, still finding it that people, there's still people. I mean, I've been doing it for 12, 13 years now, and I'm still getting people daily contacting me saying that we they've been recommended to us, but they never heard of yes. anything of this service before. So. Um, it's always good to do your research find out whether they've got good reviews good website um, what a lot of companies are doing or not doing is if you're on if you're purely on social media you can't find them yeah you just can't find them so see it see if they're on social media etc um, and if you can barely find any info on that company it's it's obviously best to avoid them yeah a bit of a red um, flag there isn't it yeah literally yeah um, also I'd go on the basis of how quickly they respond to you. Um, obviously, doing my own competitor analysis is what you you know key thing to do in the industry. Um, I do find that the mainstream companies, the bigger the bigger firms, are taking almost two to three weeks to actually respond to an inquiry. Um, so, especially if you've got a quick turnaround, obviously that's no good to you. Yeah. Um, so you, you should be looking for a response at least at least within an hour I'd say, but we we try and as a company we try and respond to you in five minutes of it coming through um if it's an instant message then we generally respond straight away yeah. um but then yeah and then you've also the other thing you just got to know have in mind is you need to weigh up the cost to replace as opposed to replace and repair so that's generally the uh piece of advice to budgeting around so i mean always work out always work out how much that item costs to repair uh, to replace always work that out and then obviously you've got that in your mind in your mindset um and then obviously when you go and get a quote you can weigh up the two and see what's the better option for you yeah exactly so and what i'd say there is when you're doing that um the cost to replace as opposed to repair yeah you might well know how much you you paid for it in the first place but if you're not sure about the trades you know how much would it cost to get a plumber in how much would it cost Ask around of your mates, ask around who's recently had a bathroom done, who's recently had a kitchen done, because the cost of labour in the UK is high, as it should be, because we're talking about people's wages, we're talking about people making a living. But we use that example earlier of a 50 quid basin from Wix. You can be talking about 250 quid for a day's worth of work if there's a bit of jiggery pokery with some piping and, a, you know, fixing and a bit of mastic. Da, 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 da. So it suddenly... That does add up just because a yeah. product is cheap doesn't mean to say the fitting or the service to undertake the installation is going to be cheap and yeah. be very wary of anyone who will do something 50 quid for cash because yeah. truthfully are they going to have the insurance if they accidentally light your curtains on fire <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly yeah exactly that, but that's why we talk about the failures right because we talk yeah. about that when you're dealing with professionals yeah you have a bad situation but there's a remedy when you're inviting people into your home 
that that is the reality. You want to make sure they're professionals, that they're skilled, they're qualified, they're insured, uh, they're indemnified for their work. So that's that's really good. And we talk about this all the time on the Designing Happiness podcast. Owning a home and doing works on your home is expensive. And it is uncomfortable for us because thankfully we don't have to do this stuff every day. So we're not used to the cost of it. So every single person, it doesn't matter where you are in terms of your income spectrum, has that little bit of a, oh, that cost a bit more than I thought. But remember the pleasure that there is in having a home that's finished. Every time you see something that's slightly worn, broken, chipped, damaged, it takes a little bit away from you because it is your home. It's a space that you want to feel proud of, that you want to like, that you want to function perfectly. So you are investing in your happiness. It's why we call it the Designing Happiness podcast, because yes. frankly, that function and that finish does make a difference. So, oh, almost as if I'm a professional at this leads perfectly on to the next question, which is for the best function and finish and to deliver on time. What At what stage in a project do I need to talk to you? Uh, generally, as a rule of thumb, um, we, we're classed as a finish and trade. So we would we would like to effectively come in after the cleaner's done their their amazing sparkle clean um because then obviously you're going to find damages that are more most probably not going to be there visually until it's cleaned yeah so we would advise getting us in towards the end of the project um or when there's a final snag to do etc um yeah i I mean because it it depends on the repair as well, uh, whether you get us in halfway through a project or at the beginning of the project. I wouldn't advise getting us in at the beginning of the project because it just the repair the repair process needs to be in a in a as much as a controlled environment as possible. because uh, what effectively what you're getting, you're getting a cosmetic repair. No no matter what the surface is, is a cosmetic repair designed to take your eye away and to finish that as best as possible to as good as new you what customers have got to bear in mind you are not going to get a factory finish that you've it's, just unwrapped it's a repair it's it's a repair, a repair at the end of the day yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. So. No, that's really I'll always so I'll, when customers come through to us we always let them know you know what to expect yeah. i mean you, you you do get the odd comment coming back go yeah but i want it re- invisible i was like yeah it will be invisible to other people yeah. But because you know where to look, you know what area to look in, you will always see something there. Yeah. But generally, nine times out of ten, you'll just completely forget yeah. about it because you then don't see it. Yeah. But your socials got some amazing before and after photos. And I tell you what, I know it's not how you're taking the photo. I know full well that you're just doing it straight on. Look, there was the chip and there's a the photo afterwards. And I tell you, even even I as a professional sometimes go, geez, I can't, I can't see that repair. I can't no. see it. So that's but, the aim of the game. <laughs> but I love, but I love that honesty. You're absolutely right. A repair is not the same as a, as a replace. So yeah. here at Designing Happiness, we love achieving the impossible. What is the best idea from a client that you've been able to fulfill? Um, We've not, <clears throat> we've not really, I mean, I suppose there is one where I was tasked with, um, in the, I can't remember the name of the building, but it's in Embankment. It's yeah. right in the, the bank district in London, and it's um, it's opposite the the main the main area there. Yeah. It's uh, it's a corner building, and they've got a dome at the top of it. 
and they've turned this dome room yeah, into a meet yeah. into a meeting uh, room. Oh, wow. And from from this from the dome, they've got this. It's a proper old school interior and everything, you yeah. know. Period going, heritage. Going back interior. to Mary Poppins period and all that lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, that, that type of London. Yes. But in the middle, they've got this brand new art deco, uh steel welded like chandelier. Okay. And um, you know, just looks completely out of place, but a designer's gone in there going, Yeah, that looks brilliant. Let's do wow. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> switch it up a bit. Um, and they've asked us to, and it's all it was all um, really dark copper brown. And oh, they okay. didn't like it. So round all the uh, all the plaster parish, you know, if it round the edges, yep. they've got all golded gilded. Yep. So they've they've asked us to come in. Uh, they've erected scaffold towers and everything, and yeah. respray it completely gold. Oh wow! And then um, so we we spent I think we spent four days doing it, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah then, and then they took the scaffold down, and it just blended completely into the building more sympathetically yeah 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 it, it actually looked like it fitted into the yeah. you know the, the place there then after spraying it gold and that was yeah that was we did set the fire alarms off a few times wow. um <laughs> even though we did ask them to turn it off and there's a fire alarm right in the middle of the chandelier so but at, least know, there were no, at least there were no sprinklers going off when the fire alarm went no off. luckily there weren't no luckily though luckily that's, there weren't. that's amazing so that but really yeah not was... nine times nine yeah. times out of ten we don't really get asked to bespoke anything yeah. because we're we're trying to recreate the same finish as what's there already yeah. but just on you know just on the that's random it. occasion we do get we do get asked to do color changes but that's, stuff that's like testament that. of you guys how your, your technical capability you know you've got the skill set to to make something invisible almost your testimony is you don't know i've been there like you couldn't have told yeah. from before it was damaged to afterwards that's testimony but every so often you do create something i love that that's yeah. really nice yeah. that was oh, nice i want to see the chandelier you tell me what i'm racking my brain thinking about where that building is i can't it's it's, it's on it's a bit of a plug here but it's on our in our projects page on our website it's there we'll have a link so, to that in the show notes guys take a look <laughs> so we'll have a look at that i love that um finally what's the most positive and valuable lesson clients have learned from working with Foreman Snacks? Uh, we, we save time. Uh, there's less stress because you're, you're only dealing with us. You're not dealing with Tom, Dick and Harry from so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, the, the jobs, nine times out of 10, we are literally there on the day we finish on the day. We're not dragging jobs out for the sake of it or anything like that. And, I would like to think that in the politest possible way, you should never have to see us again. That, that's, 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 you know, <laughs> that, that that's how I, I like to, that's how it should be. You know, it, accidents yeah. happen, accidents occur. We come in, we repair the damage. That's it. You shouldn't have to see us again because the accident shouldn't happen again, yeah. so to speak. But you get, you do get the dodgy companies out there that send a technician who isn't skilled or qualified, does the job. It's terrible. And then they're coming back constantly to redo that repair and the expectation. It leaves a bit of taste in your mouth because yeah, it, becomes, it becomes a headache, an even bigger headache than before. Yeah. So I love that. And let me just say, I mean, I've worked professionally with the projects that I've worked on with developers and main contractors with a lot of firms, a hell of a lot of firms. I've worked with some brilliant people. And as you say, I've worked on the flip side with some people who clearly don't know what they're doing. Um, 
as a professional, I don't tolerate the lacquer, the, the mm-hmm. latter, sorry. So I just constantly am on them to say, no, it's not good enough. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. You've got to kind of please me. And as I said, testament is the fact that I'm looking at your photos. I'm looking at the work that you're doing. And I'm saying, Jesus, Luke and his team are good. They're good. And and actually, it's brilliant. And there is a bit of pro- a weird pride that comes from the, the juxtaposition of having some damage where you're, excuse my language, everyone, but you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, that was expensive. And I know what I know professionally what it's going to take to replace that. Someone comes in, they always say, listen, we'll make it as good as we can. And your expectations manage down. And then it's done. And you're just so, my eye goes to the place where it was every time. And I just have that little smile of like, oh, got away with that. That looks good. (laughs) And so So that's that's the trick of the trade. It's a pleasure. Yeah, that's that's the trick of the trade is always to lower your expectations. Yeah. So then also, and, let, and let me tell you the amount of times that I've been the person who's done the damage because it's some plonky thing that I've gone in and everything's done and and there's just a last minute thought of oh maybe you know what maybe I'll move that mirror across there or I can move that bit of furniture myself smack clunk yeah. drop yeah and then I just and I just think what am I, what the hell was I doing what the hell was I doing and now I've got a hole in my floor I've got a chip on the stones. You know, so really, yeah. if you're the person who's responsible for the damage and it's repaired, it, it makes you really happy. <laughs> I'm not encouraging yeah, not... people to damage things. Just yeah, to get yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, if you are the person that's damaged that surface, don't don't be alarmed. There is a service out there that that's can repair that for you. Exactly it. <laughs> don't go into a shame spiral. Don't start panicking. Yeah. Call and own up to it. Honesty is oh, the best policy. Exactly <laughs> so. And take the photos before and after because you'll yes. be so smug. You'll be showing your mates going, guess, guess where the damage was. <laughs> Luke, thank you so much for coming on Designing Happiness podcast. You've been, it's been a pleasure. friendly, helpful, knowledgeable, honest, approach. I love it. As I said, I'm, I'm what, what I'm going to take a hammer to just to have an excuse to have you come around for a cup of tea and fix something. <laughs> more information on today's show any links that we've mentioned or to listen to other episodes please see the podcast page on my website which is abigailhall.design follow us on instagram at the queen of construction and please subscribe and rate this podcast because it helps other homeowners learn how to design their happiness thank you for listening i've been abigail hall and this has been the designing happiness podcast